Hey, it's Andrew. Just quickly before we start this episode, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, the Secure Ventures Podcast. The host, Kyle McNulty, interviews cybersecurity founders about what they are building. I enjoy it because Kyle focuses on their technology, what it solves, why they build it, where it fits in the market. Also, listeners can understand the why of these startups. In some ways, it's a great compliment to my own podcast, where I focus on the go-to-market side, not on the technology side. He's had some great guests on recently, for example, the CEO of Reality Defender, when they talked about the ins and outs of deep fate detection. Uh, he's had the co-founder and CEO of Ghost Security, and also the co-founder of Radical, Chris Peterson, who was incidentally a founder of Logarithm, where they talk about the role of AI in the SOC. This is not a paid promotion. I just simply enjoy what Kyle is doing with his interviews and get a lot out of them. Check it out. It's the Secure Ventures podcast. Now on with this episode. Welcome to the Sales Bluebird podcast, where we believe that it's plain wrong that sales teams at startups don't get the help to succeed like sales teams do at their bigger and more well-known competitors. If you're a seller or a sales leader at a B2B startup, especially if it's a cybersecurity company, you're in the right place today. I am your host, Andrew Monahan, and welcome to episode 98 of the podcast. It's a, another beautiful blue sky day in Colorado here, um, recording this at the end of January 2020, and we're still in kickoff season right now. Uh, imagine a lot of you are going through that or planning it or about to go through it. So I hope those uh, kickoffs are, are, are worthwhile for you. Today's topic is about an affliction that happens to mostly, frankly, more junior salespeople or those that are, are learning their craft, let's say. And that is that when they get sales in their job title or they end up in a sales team, that they learn a new language. Uh, and it's to totally against what they've ever learned so far. <laughs> uh, it's a language no one teaches them. It's a language they just kind of pick up and they believe that it is the way to talk. And that, of course, the language is called vendor speak. And it's awful. Its afflictions are everywhere. It's all over the place. You just have to listen to how we are taught to talk about our products, how we're taught to talk about our, our industry and uh, all the different things that come from sources around us kind of puts us in a mode where we believe or we subconsciously believe perhaps that this is how things should be talked about. And it's not true. What I mean by this, let me give you a real life extreme example of what someone was showing recently. And I saw this, I think on LinkedIn or uh, I sent this uh, this screenshot of an email that someone received. Let me uh, read this to you. So it would start off your dear whoever, and I'll blank out the company name so that uh, no one gets too embarrassed. But it starts off like this: at company name, we are building the decentralized freemium social metaverse 3.0 that leverages advanced technologies and concepts like NFTs. Metaverse, IPFS, blockchain, and AI to provide a complete creator ecosystem to connect and earn together with their supporters, company name, and brands while getting a chance to live in a metaverse. So that was an email sent to someone, and their first reaction was, uh, 
Uh, I, I've no idea what language that is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's true. I mean, you you listen to that as you did as I read it out, and who knows what that's all about, right? Who who even the person that wrote it probably can't explain it. I bet they're using these words because they couldn't explain it properly in simple language. That that seems to me like a, an extreme example, right? But it happens a lot. We throw in buzzwords, we throw in industry terminology, acronyms. In, in our world as sellers, right, we, we talk about our product name as if someone cares about what we call our product. We've got this, you know, this product name version 2.6. No one cares about that, right? No one cares that we think it's the synergistic AI equivalent of, you know, sliced bread, right? It's just people just don't understand and care about it. When you use buzzwords like that and you throw all this vendor speak at people, they, they literally switch off. And one of the things that I learned quickly was that when, when you use those words, you don't sound more intelligent, you sound less intelligent. I'll tell you a quick story. When I was, uh, this is 20 plus years ago, I'm dating myself a little bit, but I've been selling for three or four years and I was in the office one night and I was working on a presentation we were giving the next day to a big prospect. This was in the UK. And I was in the room with two really experienced sellers. Well, one was still a seller, but been doing it for 10 plus years. And the other one was the VP. And obviously he'd been selling for a long time and, you know, experienced all sorts of successes and failures along the way. And we're working on the presentation and halfway through, I remember saying, you know, we need to add more words. You need to explain more about how we're different or whatever. And the two of them looked at us and said, yeah, yeah, we got a slide on that. I said, yeah, but, you know, we haven't used some of this terminology, you know, and I forget what it was. It might have been like, we haven't called this next generation uh, AV and we haven't. And they kind of looked at me and they they started laughing. The VP said, oh, you mean, and he just reeled off like buzzword after buzzword. And you think we should put that in there? And I I sat there in silence for two or three seconds and went, no. When you put it like that, it sounded so stupid, right? And that was my learning back then that, uh, you know, don't talk like that, right? And I remember him explaining to me that you sound more stupid rather than less stupid when you use those words. So there's no doubt that, uh, you know, we're influenced all around us by people using vendor speak. It, our companies are, are very good at it. And I love our marketing folks, but, you know, they seem to default more to that sort of language rather than everyday language. So the question is, what do we do about it? And I, I've got one simple tip for you. I, I use this in, in training a lot, actually. I've, I've used this in, in front of new hires. I've used it in front of people that have been at the, the company I was training with for many years. And it works very well. And it's really this simple. If you're trying to take on a concept and you're trying to think about how to explain something to a prospect, imagine that you're explaining it to an eight-year-old. It really is as simple as that. You imagine an eight-year-old, they're smarter than we think they are. My kids are a little bit older than that now, but you know they can take in stuff. I don't need to talk to them in words of one syllable and be patronizing, right? I can actually explain things logically to them and they tend to get it pretty nicely, right? Um, and I think that's true for what we do in sales. If we can explain our concepts in simple language that an eight-year-old would understand it, then everyone's going to understand it. And it's not that I think that our prospects need to be treated like eight-year-olds. I think that we need to think about how we communicate. And a great lens to use is to say, would an eight-year-old understand what I'm saying here? If I use all these words that I've heard and been told to use, would an eight-year-old understand it? Or do I need to explain it or use different words that are much more about using everyday life type words? 
And if I have to do that, then I'm on the right track rather than using these, these buzzwords and big words that we were told to use by someone else. Um, I remember one time I, uh, I went through this exercise. I had about 30 people in the room and we were training away. And I, I think it was as simple as, you know, I want you to explain the value prop, right? And of course, people start standing up and using all the buzzwords. So then I put my, my kids who were younger at the time on the screen. I said, imagine you're explaining it to these guys. And at that point in time, uh, one of the, I think he was a SE type leader, SE leader, let's say, in the company walked into the back of the room. And I saw him standing there kind of quizzically looking and wondering why these people were talking to the screen that had my kids on it. And then he kind of leaned over to someone else and said, what's going on here? And um, they said, oh, Andrew's having us explain the value proposition as if we were explaining it to an eight-year-old. And he kind of looked and he kind of walked out in the room. And uh, I thought, oh, that's kind of weird. And then five minutes later, he comes back with, uh, I think the person was the president of the company, right? And he, what he basically done is he'd gone and found the president of the company and said, you've got to come and see what's going on in the new hire training. I don't think it's right. Uh, so he was he was being very negative about it, right? He said, I think you come and see this and tell me you think this is right. This is how we should be training our new hires. And the president of the company comes in. He stands at the back. He watches for a few minutes. He asks someone what's going on. And then he stands there nodding his head. And uh, he whispers in the ear of the SE leader who'd gone to get him and walks out. And it was only afterwards that I found out that that's exactly what had happened. The SE leader had gone off. He said, listen, this is not good. This guy is off the rails. He's trying to do things that shouldn't be done. He's treating our prospects like eight-year-olds and all that sort of stuff. The president had come in and sat there, watched what was going on and said, no, this is exactly what we should be doing. We should be simplifying our messages. We should be careful how we communicate. And I was told through back channels, you know, keep doing what you're doing. This is the right way to do things. The message isn't that we treat our prospects like kids, right? Obviously, they can understand things, but we'll just bamboozle ourselves and confuse them and lose credibility if we talk in vendor speak. So I highly encourage you as you're thinking about how you describe the solutions that you're selling, you're thinking about how to get concepts across, think about it very carefully and say, if I explained it like this, would an eighth grader understand it? And if not, how can I simplify it and make it more logical and talk about it in such a way that people understand it? It would mean a lot to me and to the continued growth of the show if you'd help get the word out. So how do you do that easily? There are two ways. Firstly, just simply send a link to a friend. Send a link to the show, to this episode. Um, you can email it, text it, Slack it, whatever works for you and is easy for you. The second way is to leave a super quick rating. And sometimes that can seem complicated, so I've made it as easy for you as I can. You simply have to go to ratethispodcast.com slash cyber. That's ratethispodcast.com slash cyber and explains exactly how to do it. Either of these ways will take you less than 30 seconds to do and it will mean the world to me. So thank you.